Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Corin. And I'm Jordan. And we want to welcome you to our podcast, Society Reborn. The first few weeks of this podcast, you'll get a glimpse into the lives and past history of myself, Corin, and Jordan. After these first few weeks, uh, we'll start bringing on guests every now and then uh, to cover just other topics in general in society that we've seen inconsistencies across the board, uh, whether that's something in regards to mental health in men and just in society in general, or whether that is standards for relationships and what people are expecting when they're going into a relationship. During each episode, we will also be trying a beer during the episode. And so throughout the entire episode, we are going to be telling you our thoughts and opinions on that beer from anywhere from flavor to just general overall taste and if we enjoy that beer or not. While listening to these podcasts, if you have any, if you're going through anything or just really struggling with anything, feel free to reach out to us. We have our email address is societyreborn2020 at gmail.com. Now you can reach out to us whether it's you're struggling with something and you just want advice or if you have a beer that you want us to try or a whiskey you want us to try. Feel free to reach out to us with ideas um, for future episode topics as well. Now let's get into this week's episode of Society Reborn. Alright, so on this episode of Society Reborn, we are trying the beer from Lupolin Brewing. Uh, this is the second Lupolin Brewing beer that we have tried. Uh, this one is called the Imperial Raspberry Truffle. It is a special... Um, special Valentine's Day. That is today. Yeah, wow. today we're, that we're recording it is Valentine's Day, so feels yes. rather appropriate. Um, so yeah, it's a special Valentine's Day beer from Lupolin. Uh, you can tell definitely that it's Valentine's themed beer. Uh, the can has like any, is it embossed? Would that be the right word? Like it sure. sticks out a little bit. Is yeah. embossed the right word, Jordan? Mr. English Lit Guy? Um, I mean. Or like laser engraved I, sort of I thing? I don't think you understand how English Lit works. I can tell you what embossed means. I don't know if that's we had, what this is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, but yeah, so it has like flat a floral print on it. Um, it is pink, which is fitting because it's raspberry. Also because it's a Valentine's Day beer. Um, but yeah, so you guys, I think, have both taken a sip now. What are your thoughts? Good. My thoughts are that we should do some work and give some thought to why we're all here alone on Valentine's Day drinking beer. We're going to try to ignore that fact. <laughs> thanks for reminding everybody out there that we're all single. I think they noticed. <laughs> oh. It's not Valentine's Day. It's Singles Awareness Day. I'm just saying. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, it's a really good beer. Um, I really enjoy it. That that raspberry, um, definitely right there at the forefront. I really like it. Uh, it's actually, right now, reminding me a lot of like the raspberry Lindor. Yep. Candies. Yep. It's got that like chocolatey to it and almost like that creamy raspberry. Mm -hmm. Like not sure if that's the right, you know, term for it. Yeah, it's like the uh it's like an artificial flavoring raspberry yeah. sort of thing. Um yeah, so a little bit of notes on this beer. Uh I mean since it is an imperial raspberry truffle, it is an imperial stout, uh 9% alcohol beer. Um and yeah, so obviously raspberry truffle, so you should get some cocoa flavor in there. A lot of raspberry off the front, um, mm -hmm. with like a hint of cocoa behind it. Um, and then 
as it warms up, you should probably taste some vanilla as well. Um, I'm curious to see how the vanilla comes out and how that changes the flavor of the beer. I'm hoping yeah, it doesn't make it feel taste not great, but we'll see how it is as it warms up. I don't know. Raspberry and vanilla. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bet on that being a good combination. I mean, it would, but it depends on when it comes out with the chocolate and how that's going to actually mesh together. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, no, agreed. Ill, ill-timed vanilla is one of the worst things in life. Yeah, it's valid. Uh, another side note, Corin is drinking this straight out of the can. Correct. Um, I'm the purist. Me and Jordan both poured it in uh, to a glass, and we're drinking some out of the can just to find out if there's a flavor difference in there. Um, but yeah. Overall, to start, it's a pretty good beer, I think. Have you, have you had any out of the glass yet? I have not. I'm going to wait a little bit to have some out of the glass. But I'm assuming it'll probably be very similar for now. Yeah, I can't taste much of a difference yet. But, yeah. Your palate's just not sophisticated enough yet. That is very likely. Um. Yeah, so any other thoughts on the beer before we kick in? Jordan, anything you want to say about the beer? Um, or off the beer can? I like the raspberry. I like the can actually. Yeah, too. I, I, it. I'm getting a lot more of the raspberry than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It's it's definitely. I think raspberry by itself would be a little weird, but it's got like that kind of chocolatey after, after like finish to it as well, which is. Pretty tasty. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I agree. Like, the can is really awesome. This is 100%. I mean, we're keeping all the bottles that we're and cans that we're trying, but this is one that we are not going to lose because mm-hmm. it's a really cool can. Yeah, this one's really cool. Um, I would say I think there's a slight difference from glass to can. I think the glass has more of a more raspberry in it than out of the can does. Um and I'm wondering if that's not because of you obviously have to tip the can over so it right, yeah. allows it to kind of flip itself around a little bit in the can first. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, still really good. So, uh, The other note here is with this company, you, you definitely get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. Both of these, so like we said, the first episode was one from this company as well. Uh, these cans are full. You mm-hmm. can't really open them without almost making a mess. Yes. But... <laughs> Which not is that great, that's a bad but thing. also so not great. Keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Open it over the sink. Yeah. Or not over a white shirt. Just a recommendation. Um, so anyway, so this week... So this week we're going to be diving into a topic that I think is very important um, and very relevant, especially in today's culture. Um, and it's going to be talking a lot about how we as a society have kind of put a pressure on people to fit in to groups, which then can lead to people putting on this fake persona um, of who they actually are, depending on which group they're in. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what you had talked about in your episode, Jordan, of just being a chameleon, um, Mm -hmm. just like changing who you are to fit into a certain group. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I want to get into a little bit. Uh, just to kind of start it off, have there been times in your life where you have done that and like you notice it? And looking back, 
Were there reasons why you did it? Were there, was there pressure on you when you did that um, to kind of fit in? Uh, but also looking back, what is something you could take away from that um, that you or that you did take away from that that you realize today? Hmm. I mean, I feel like there's definitely been those times where I've definitely put up a face um, to look a certain way. Ironically, I feel like it really wasn't to try to fit in, um, in the general sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually kind of like, in, especially in high school and middle school, like I kind of like I I was that good kid, um, and I was definitely putting up that face a lot of the time, mm-hmm. uh, like not letting anybody in, not letting anybody see, kind of like we've talked about some of those other things that are going on in life, right? But. I mean, that kind of still left me as like kind of a little more on the outside from the general group because I wasn't the one going out and partying and stuff like that because that would have broken that wall that I was putting up, that facade, um, to do that. So it, 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 I, it's kind of interesting. I've just thinking about that now, like I don't, that doesn't really make any sense to me now looking back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely feel like, especially like during that time, there was definitely that wall that was put up mm-hmm. and. And we can discuss a little more later as to what that kind of effect was. but Right. And, I mean, in some ways I think you kind of need to sort of, like, set high school or just that period of life aside as its own thing just because it's that is a true. huge transition <laughs> time of life anyway. And so everybody is kind of doing that to an extent. And to, like, I, I would also say, like, there is such a thing, like, some of that so if you're just introverted that some of that is just how you operate right you get into a social situation your default is to look for what your role in that group is definitely um, and that's fine i mean i that's uh, to a point but um but distinguishing between that and what i think you're talking about ben where you're um, I think I, when we were talking about this in my episode, I made the comment, like, I, I got it sort of as a learned sort of assumption somewhere that, like, being myself meant I had to be alone. And mm-hmm. that's that's where it um, becomes a little bit of an issue, is it w- that wasn't just, like, a social group setting kind of thing, that I was always doing that, even with, like, closest relationships mm-hmm. where um, and and I guess to your question about like what I took away from that is that just getting to a realization that a lot of um, uh a lot of that is a fear-based behavior and Mm -hmm. no relationship that you're in is going to be healthy if you're just afraid that like if you're in it or operating in it under the assumption that you're afraid you're going to lose it Mm -hmm. if you're not doing x y or z um So the, the one one of put another way, I guess the takeaway from that for me was that relationships are built on honesty, right? And there's a there's a there are different levels of that, 
I mean, I'm not saying like we all have to be just completely open all yep. the time with everyone, but <laughs> if whatever level of relationship you're at, if you're not authentically being who you are, like on that spectrum of um of who you understand yourself to be, then like mm-hmm. that you're you're immediately setting yourself to operate out of like a place of fear, but more importantly, just not like rest that you're, you're gonna burn out on a relationship and that mm-hmm. just doesn't 100%. really make any sense. Yeah. And I mean, corn, I can relate a lot to what you said of like putting on that facade, uh, of being like the good kid. Um, cause definitely in high school, that was definitely what I did. Um, but I also still put on an image to an extent to try to get more friends. Uh, but I still always had a line drawn of like, but I can't ruin, like ruin my image as like a good kid because that's like my reputation and like my family's reputation. I don't want to ruin that. Um, and, like, even after, like, my parents divorced, I still, like, had that reputation of being the good kid. And I was like, I don't want to ruin that. Like, I want people to think that I'm this great individual. Um, Felt like something you could probably, like, still control. Yeah. Still had a hold of. Yeah. Um, Is that similar for you, Corin, where you felt like... Because, I mean, you mentioned it, it kind of set you apart. So, but, like, what... That's what I'm trying to figure out is what what was that driving factor behind that? Um, and I think, yeah, an element of that came from my family and being involved in church. Um, automatically, I was seen. And so being driven with the, I should be living my life as a witness um, than mm-hmm. for Christ. And so if if people saw some of the stuff that was going on in my life, how, how would that look as a representation of this is somebody who's fallen Christ Mm -hmm. and so therefore shutting some of that down um and also I I think I think it was just some of that yeah that because I grew up in a tiny school I mean like I've talked about before my elementary school days I I, my sixth grade class had 13 kids in it Mm -hmm. um we were all incredibly close and we all knew pretty well everything about each other right and then when I moved over to the to middle school where that class quickly grew to around 50 students that group of 13 that I was a part of mm-hmm. they all had that idea of me of knowing me growing up as the Christian kid mm-hmm. that that kind of then just became like okay well that's what continues and mm-hmm. some of the other people like because that's what I was known as to that group right that's kind of what the others started to see me as and then I just kind of kept up that facade Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know though like what was really that big driving force behind why I did that because it would have been a heck of a lot easier just to kind of let that go (laughs) yeah yeah this could be a psychoanalysis of Corin part two please no (laughs) he is sitting on a couch right now I know so is Ben so let's (laughs) let him have a turn but I'm sitting on the friend's couch valid (laughs) it's it's not the psychoanalysis couch (laughs) um but yeah I think it's interesting too like just another example that I have of putting on a different image based off the group that I was around 
if I look at college, that's like a perfect example for me because um, if I was on campus or around people on the, like our cross country team, um, I would be a certain individual, basically the same kid I was in college or not in college, the same kid I was in high school, um, uh, basically like the good kid. Uh, but then if I like went down 20 minutes from our campus down to, uh, you and I, which for people who don't know is university of Northern Iowa, um, I would be a totally different individual of like, I would say or do things that I wouldn't have done in like um, at my school. Um, which is, I mean, it's crazy. Like if I think about it now, but it still makes sense. The only time that I ever was the same person at, in both areas was if when I was down in at UNI, if I would be with people who I knew from high school uh, that didn't go to my high school, but like I knew them from like athletics, I would still, I would like revert back to like the good kid. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, it was, it's definitely interesting to like think about that now because it's something I really honestly haven't th- thought of until like right about now of just like, yeah, I was a different individual. Um, and a lot of it was, is one, I wanted to fit in, but two, when I was down there, I wanted to be like the quote unquote cool kid. I didn't want to be the good kid. Like I wanted to be somebody who people thought, oh, this is a super fun person to be around. Hmm. Um, instead of like, oh, this person actually does things like well, um, and like is a good person. Like I didn't really care about that as much. Um, but yeah, and it's interesting because I don't know, I don't know why I would have done that either. Um, but at the same time, the first time I actually like went out really to party in college was down at UNI. It wasn't up at my campus. Um, and so that, like, I'm wondering if that doesn't have like something to do with it too. Of just, I was away from people who I had put this image around for so long. Um, cause one of the, there are two guys on our cross country team in college who I had grown up with. Uh, we were basically backdoor neighbors growing up. Um, went to church together growing up and all that, like really good family friends. So I'm wondering if that's not part of it, of I already knew a couple people that were on my team and at my college. And so I needed to be that same person. I couldn't change. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's still just weird to think about. Cause then once my junior year, like end of my junior year of college hit, I was like, started to be, I just started to be the same person at both places of like, yeah, end of junior year, I just was, oh, I want to drink. I want to do all the party stuff. That's all I want to do. Um, it didn't matter where I was at. I was the same person because I was just doing and indulging in the same things. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of weird. Do you guys ever think that's healthy to, to have um, that scenario where there is somebody who has certain, like, expectations of you that you don't want to let down? Even if it's – I don't want to say, like – because we've been kind of putting a lot of emphasis on this idea of just honesty with who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But that does – I mean – 
none of us are like live in a vacuum we all have people in our lives that have for better or worse played a role in shaping who we are Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean do you do you think that's healthy to kind of hang on to that like image of certain people where that are that's kind of based on like i respect this person and i don't want to let them down i think it's healthy um because i think those people tend to help you with your moral compass um at least that's what I've noticed because the people that I never wanted to like let down were always like my parents. Um, like those would be the people that I just never wanted to let down. And now it'd be like people who I'm close with um, just in general. Uh, I mean, heck, both of you guys, like I don't want to like let you guys down at some point. Um, you let us down but every I... day. <laughs> <laughs> you're letting us down right now. Oh my gosh. You're letting us down so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't know, like I don't want to I don't want to do something that like ruins the relationship like forever. Um yeah. and I feel like that helps kind of keep me grounded as to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference because I know there's things that I do that I've been open and honest with you guys about but I don't feel like I'm letting you down. I feel like I'm just being open and honest with you mm-hmm. yeah. and you're not judging me. I think there's a very big difference of feeling judged. Hmm. And I think that would be people. I don't want to say that'd be people you don't want to let down. Cause like, I don't want to let down my dad. Right. But I also don't think my dad will ever just be like, see something that I do and respond in a super judgmental way. He like, he'll understand it. Um, but yeah, I do think there's an element of, it depends on the reasons why and how you are going about trying not to let somebody down. Yeah. Right. And what those expectations are that they're putting on you. Yes. I think, I mean, right now we've been talking like specifically that idea of being that good kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and so those expectations are generally coming from, yeah, your parents or somebody, somebody you respect that. They, they see what you could be and they're they're encouraging you to live that life and be that kind of person that they can see mm-hmm. and so I think there it is at times good to have that but not holding so incredibly tight to it and, and being worried about being judged mm-hmm. like th- that concern um, if you're doing it for that reason if you're doing it out of the fear of being judged, yeah, that's just going to be incredibly draining. Right. Uh, if if you're doing it out of seeing the heart behind why somebody's thinking that way or holding you to those expectations mm-hmm. of understanding that you know that you can do better and you want to do better mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think then that is good. But if you're doing it simply to appease somebody mm-hmm. um, and because you're worried that you'll disappoint them or you'll be judged by them if you if you don't live up to those expectations i think that can get unhealthy really quickly right so like there's a a difference between 
trying to live based on somebody else's expectations of you versus honestly just trying to emulate somebody you respect yes mm-hmm. good way and i think that. honestly that leads into one of the biggest parts that i want to talk about today which is society's pressure i guess would be the word for it um or how society has kind of cultivated a culture of uh, pleasing everybody and mm. being not necessarily making you be a people pleaser, but at the same time with how things are, it feels like we are being kind of pressured to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of want to get you guys' thoughts on like that and how you have like seen that in culture if you have seen that in culture um and ways that you think we could possibly go about changing that or finding a like good middle ground on that i guess because i think there's parts of it that are good but there's also parts of it like you just said or can be very detrimental can you contextualize that a little bit are you talking mainly like social media or um is there like a specific area that you're seeing this in that you're thinking about when you say that? I mean, I think a lot of it is in general of people being afraid to say something that may offend somebody else um, and always trying to walk this line of not stepping on somebody else's feelings, I guess. Um and so I guess it primarily would probably be social media that we see it where um, people are putting on kind of a fake image of who they are, um, but also trying to make sure you fit in the right groups so you can be accepted by society based upon your viewpoints of life and what you stand for, I guess. Yeah, um, so a couple things. First off, let's rewind back to, I believe, mental health was last week. Yes. Um, we talked about getting off your phone, mm-hmm. getting off the screen time, getting away from those influences. Mm-hmm. be so good. And here's another example of that, of mm-hmm. getting away from those when you're seeing a lot of those pressures coming from that social media world. Getting away from that, even Mm -hmm. if it's just briefly taking some time and realizing, okay, this is who I am without all those external pressures. Mm -hmm. And how can I make that who I'm actually putting out there? Right. Um, That's actually real quick time out because like I, I, when I said earlier that uh, sort of assumption that you have to be alone to be yourself kind of thing like there there's a certain level of that that's healthy right yes like that 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 is a real thing like it being alone is good sometimes regularly alone Uh, i I mean (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i mean all i'm saying is like there is like an element of like truth to that Mm -hmm. and it can get it, it it can get kind of blown out of proportion pretty quick I guess Mm -hmm. but like that is I mean and I granted I I 
we're speaking to people who live in a lot of different situations so sometimes that's not always like right doable but um but yeah in terms of like along those lines of just getting away from like voices that are kind of just like throwing expectation at you sometimes Mm -hmm. like the just fully being alone is for a little while a couple hours whatever is the best way to do that and when i say alone i mean without your phone yes that's scary and and hopefully hopefully the voices in your own (laughs) head don't get even scarier right (laughs) (laughs) no promises that's a different Uh, podcast episode yeah exactly um yeah and anyway the second topic kind of there that i want to dive into with that is um ben and i had the opportunity uh, to hang out this weekend with some of our college students and one of the discussion um that was had um was kind of i mean i feel like really well plays into this but Mm -hmm. that idea of tribalism that idea of us versus them Mm -hmm. uh we kind of live in a culture where it's essentially you're either 100 percent with us or you're against us Mm -hmm. You, you can't sit there and say well, I think this, but I also think this, mm-hmm. that's dis- that's counter to what you think. Mm-hmm. Instantly then, well, it doesn't matter that you might agree with me on this one point. You disagree with me. Yep. Um, and <laughs> there's no easy solution for that, no. unfortunately. But w- we need to learn how to have those discussions and be able to have those countering viewpoints, mm-hmm. but find that common ground. Yeah, like where we are talked we able about to agree? that in uh like the early episodes like of all of our stories of just how important it is to have discussion with people um and not feeling like you have to be fake in what you say you believe in in those discussions yeah that's interesting where you can actually truly be you and not feel judged and that's again i think the biggest point of this that I'm starting to realize now as we're talking is putting on a fake image to please other people is not inherently bad but what makes it bad is the pressures how the pressures are being put onto you as in if you are doing something because you're afraid of what somebody might think about you or you're afraid that you're going to like lose a relationship if you say something that may contradict what somebody believes in or what somebody's view of you could be. I think that's where we have the largest problem in that where we are so afraid, I feel like, to genuinely open up and have a discussion with somebody because we don't I feel like as a culture of younger people we're starting to lose the ability to see both sides and to have open dialogue and to kind of I guess be vulnerable with who we are and who we believe in or what we believe in um to an extent, if that makes sense. I know as I'm talking, Corn, you look kind of confused. I don't know if I'm even making sense right now. And I feel really bad about that. Uh, it's more... I agree. <laughs> you let us down. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Oh, there we go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're going to get kicked off this podcast. But, <laughs> that you started. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Jordan and I are taking over. <laughs> no, uh, I agree right. with about ninety-eight percent of what you said there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to circle back around at the beginning. You made the comment of that sometimes putting on that face essentially isn't always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I agree with that, and, and maybe it's just the phrasing of it. Um, and it kind of comes down to that idea of putting on the face. To me, that is, well, around this person, I'm going to act this way so that it, it looks good to them. Mm-hmm. I, I think genuinely seeing expectations that somebody's putting on you and genuinely trying to go after those, like Jordan said earlier, genuinely trying to mimic, essentially, what mm-hmm. that person is like because they're somebody you respect. Right. That's different than putting the face on. So, so I'll explain what I mean by yeah. that. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit just from kind of like our small group that we hang out with. Um, but what I mean by like putting on a face is for me, an example is if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, more than likely in order for me to do that, I will need to have a drink in my hand because I am not comfortable because I don't know you. So what I'm saying, like putting on a face for me, it's not bad if you're like new to a situation or you're around people you don't know. For me, I think it's okay because that if that helps you get to know people or helps you be comfortable in a situation, I think that's okay. But it is where it gets to be not okay is if you're around those people constantly still putting on this face and you can't be yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's detrimental because that to me is showing that there's a different reason as to why you're putting this face on that the face isn't because you're not comfortable. The face is now because you want to impress or you want to make sure you will always fit in and never say Mm -hmm. anything or do anything that could possibly exclude you. Um, I think that's where it's not a good thing. Yeah. And I just want to clarify quickly. Ben is not an alcoholic. He said drink in the hand. He'll often be nursing that one drink for Mm -hmm. like the entire night. Um, And that's kind of like a lot of what this podcast, you know, that we're we're talking about. Like that's why we we are drinking on every one of these, especially when we have guests (laughs) on. It's not drinking to drink. It's because having that drink in the hand is just, it naturally just lets people open up and Mm -hmm. be a little more genuine. Jordan, looks like you want to say something. I'm just kind of processing that a little bit. The The bed not being an alcoholic part or? All of it. There's (laughs) there's a lot of information there. Oh my gosh. No. uh, That's just interesting to me because like when you're saying that, I think what we're really meaning there is that it's, there is a, kind of level of inhibition Mm -hmm. that anybody tends to bring in to an encounter with somebody they don't know Mm -hmm. which is really like what we're saying there is like it's really hard to ignore whatever that little driver is that makes you care about what other people think of you Mm -hmm. and you can get to a point with people that like where you trust people 
to where you're not really as worried about that anymore or mm-hmm. like you're talking about like I mean that's when you say drink in the hand you're talking about like lowering some of those inhibitions mm-hmm. so right. like the I guess my question is like because that's a, that's just a reality right I mm-hmm. mean we cannot control what other people think or feel about you right that like if you as much as we want to i mean yeah that's that's just the way it is which we could go a lot of different directions with that but <laughs> it seems like some of what we're talking about here though is like getting to a point where that's not such a burden to carry mm-hmm. even in situations where you're like i don't know this person and i'm not saying there isn't like grace for for or like some flexibility for um trying to think how to describe this like social niceties almost where you're like you you know i'm not saying like it's cool just like go around like who cares like offend everybody who (laughs) (laughs) whether you know them or not but like i'm that's not a great way of describing that (laughs) my point though I guess is what I'm getting at is I I totally understand what we're saying here I think it does like yeah kind of like uh, what's that um, interview show like hot ones people open up more when they're not focused on what Mm -hmm. so much like when they have something to focus on other than like how am I doing in this conversation right but I I mean I, I think the ideal is we get there just in and of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need a, a prop or a crutch to do right. that. Right. Yeah. And that's, I even talked to both of you guys about it. Of that's something I know I need to work on. And that's what, and that's half the reason why I even brought that up to both of you was I know it's something I need to work on. Cause it, I mean, to be honest, it probably doesn't look good. Like, but it's not terrible. Um, but I mean, that's interesting. This is, this conversation's getting super meta. <laughs> not what I was planning, but you know, it's fine. Cause it's like the, again, it's like, I, is the fact that it looks bad, the like priority. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Right. I mean some that, and that's the point. Some people do care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like it's a never ending loop. Yeah. This is this gets messy really fast. Right. This is interesting. <laughs> like yeah. even just talking about it, it's getting really kind of tied in knots. Yeah. Um yeah, so anyway, I mean, okay, beer's warmed up a little bit. I'm just hard transitioning out of this. <laughs> Ben's just gonna, talking about I'm just gonna himself. give us no, I'm gonna hard give cut. us time to just digest hard a little cut. bit and just think. Um part of it is I need to have some time to like get my thoughts together a little bit. So Beer, great transition. <laughs> um, Another useful uh, aspect of drinking on this podcast. Yeah, we can just hard transition out of things. I need to process that. What do you think about the beer? <laughs> so, yeah, Corin, you look kind of puzzled. The raspberry is Gone? much more faint. Mm-hmm. I would say taste like schnozberries. <laughs> the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> Why do I hang out with you people? <laughs> Why do you live uh, with us? That's, that's a, better a better question. question. 
Yeah. No. Um. I feel like yeah, the raspberry is almost non-existent there. There's a little bit more of that cocoa. I I, w- I would almost say like that bitterness of the cocoa. Mm-hmm. Like it's feeling a lot more bitter now. Um. Where is the liquid hitting on your tongue when you put it into your yeah, mouth? Farther back. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm back. trying to get, yeah, so I'm a little more towards the front and see how that affects. Yeah, so the front half of the drink, before you swallow it, there's a lot of raspberry still. The back half is bitter. Ah, uh, yep. Yep. Beer 101. I was going to say, and I was noticing, <laughs> like, after letting it sit in my mouth and, like, swallowing, let it sit there for a minute not having another drink right away a little bit of that raspberry does creep back up mm-hmm. like way at the end yeah. um and that's probably that bitterness kind of fading away and the full kind of flavor profile being there mm-hmm. by the way i'm still drinking this out of the can i'm just letting my glass sit there to warm up because i want to know when this vanilla comes in because i really don't get much right now no, yeah i'm not tasting a ton of vanilla so i'm hoping it's there eventually this. i would say right now my can's probably see fridge is what 35 degrees so right out, it'd be around there. My can was in the freezer, so it might be a little colder. Um, it's probably around forty to forty-two. Would be the temperature of my beer right now. Didn't we talk about getting some thermometers? We did. We, we did. really need to. That's that hasn't happened yet. A really good idea, but it's also been like minus a thousand degrees here, so none of us want to leave the apartment. So it's yeah. Fine. Some of you outside. people are just lazy and sit around the apartment all day. Hey, I leave. I actually have at to least leave for twice work. a week. <laughs> um, it's negative 20 out man i'm not gonna feel guilty about sitting around the apartment this is true <laughs> um but yeah i mean i was solid beer i think it's much 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 better than the first one we had from the one totally agree uh, the cpp yeah. was it was okay it yeah. would have been probably the bottom of my yeah probably the bottom of my list i still think that dark charge vanilla it wasn't great but I still think I would put it yep. over the CPB. I would just because I didn't that. get much of the peanut butter till it was like very, very warm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd agree. This this one is definitely better than the CPB um, so far. I'm excited to see as it keeps warming up and get kind of that mm-hmm. idea of across the full spectrum. I really, really liked this beer at cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if it might be one of those like yeah, it just needs to be drank cold. Yeah. More so. Like the ideal temperature might be like thirty to. 30 like 6 37 yeah. right i gotta say yeah like as a, it's warming up a little bit it's like you're talking about that bitterness is coming out a little more and it's that coupled with the raspberry is kind of starting to taste like cough syrup a little bit mm-hmm. yeah which sorry well you don't that, like cough syrup i mean i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just <laughs> you know um so yeah, we'll. I mean, I'll. We'll see when it gets kind of warmer if it continues that. But right where it's at right now, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It just has like a little bit of cough syrup, yeah, rushness right. to it. And I, yeah, yeah, we'll see. So we can dive back in. I think my thoughts are kind of together. My thoughts are really never actually together, but they're just there floating somewhere, and then I find them, pull them down. It's fine. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is like an interesting topic because I don't, I didn't think that I would run myself in circles. I'm very good at running other people around in circles. But <laughs> you're I very good at running in circles around other people. It, kind of. 
<laughs> but I didn't I don't I don't know how to run myself in circles on a topic ever. And this is definitely something where like as I'm talking, I'm saying things and then five minutes later I'm saying something that contradicts what I just said and but yet both sides still make sense. And I don't know why they make sense and it really bothers me. I mean, in a lot of ways, we're talking about, like, fundamentals of social interaction here. Right. And it might help to just, yeah. like, really kind of narrow down the scope a little bit of what we're talking about. So, th- like, this, so, for example. I mean, we can narrow it down just based off of society's pressure to fake it till you make it. Right. So, for me, because, that, like, just thinking about this a little bit, like, the, the area where I feel that the most now and when I mean that I'm talking about like pressure to maybe like act or perform in a way that doesn't necessarily fit with my um, pressure to operate in a way that is, is again, still sort of a fear based thing for me is work. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause that that's still, and, and I think that I, my suspicion would be that's the same for a lot of people. Cause you're mm-hmm. literally like in a performance based yeah. environment. And so that is interesting to me. Cause like a lot, I think, and in some ways I think this kind of like transfers over into larger kind of arenas of social media and just kind of like, um, interaction with other people in general but what's interesting to me there is that we we don't for for where i'm at now there's a lot of the it seems like the conversation in that arena is heading more towards um kind of like working more holistically or as a holistic person so you know we get conversations about like uh, maternity and paternity leave stuff Mm -hmm. like that um, there's a lot of more uh, encouragement I think from like people higher up in companies for people to take time off all of which is good it's still very performance based though it's it, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're in this kind of um, which it has to be I mean that's just the economy that's right. how things function <laughs> but it is like the, the point is is that like there's no real we're not shooting for balance there really what we're shooting at is for is is more efficiency and like that there's this almost kind of like unspoken assumption that like accepting limitations is a bad thing Mm -hmm. which it can be i'm not i'm not like saying you know we should all be comfortable being underachievers or whatever but the We also need to all be comfortable with the fact that we're human. Exactly. And therefore we have limitations. Like there are literal literal limitations. I have to, no limitations. <laughs> well, good for you. I mean, down to just like let's talk about time. Because yeah, it's right. like a standard for everyone. Like there are literally only twenty four hours in the day for mm-hmm. everyone. That's just what it is. And I think well, it's what if you go from central to western time zone? Don't Not even start two hours I back. Mean. Not helpful. <laughs> but yeah, like go to a different planet <laughs> yeah i definitely think it is tough um I, I, I there's no good answer unfortunately no. 
obviously, like a lot of these discussions that we seem to keep having. But, um, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like there is that element of, like you said, there's that pressure um, from society to be mm. productive. I think there's also within the, within the company um, that if you don't, aren't productive, if you aren't working hard and putting in that constant grind, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the promotions. You're not going to, you know, be somebody that they're going to continue to look at and maybe mm-hmm. you're going to be let go. Um, if you're and so to all those CEOs that I'm sure are out there listening, um, <laughs> but unfortunately, like that's where I think it needs to start. Is it, you have to have from the top that idea of no, our people have their own lives, mm-hmm. and if we want them to be giving us their best consistently, we have to be willing to compromise mm-hmm. and say no. We know you have your own life, and if th- if this job is your entire life, you're gonna get burnt out and. You're going to keep pushing hard and trying to be mm-hmm. productive, but that's just going to keep falling and falling and falling. And maybe, sure, you keep being productive and you keep making us money, but the rest of your life is falling apart. And mm-hmm. that's eventually going to lead you to a, you know, a catastrophic collapse mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. And I've felt really lucky. I mean, I've landed at a company where they 100% understand that. And, you know, mm-hmm. my boss has talked with me about that idea. Like, no, we know, like, you have to have a life outside of this job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're willing to work and say, yeah, sure, you have this thing that, you, you know, consistently you need time off for, you know, you need an hour off early. Sure, we can work with you on that. And, and they understand that. And I, I think you have to start from the top with those. And I, I don't know, though, what the answer is, because how do you start that discussion, and mm-hmm. especially as... And, and here's what I find interesting is those people at the top were once the ones at the bottom that mm-hmm. were grinding away and going, they just don't understand that I, that how stressful this is mm-hmm. and how detrimental this is to my life. But once you get to the top, it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. You say that they started from the bottom and, and now, now they're, they're here. here. <laughs> I hate you. You're the worst person. <laughs> You're the one oh. who stuck a beer in my hand, man. <laughs> the, see, I would actually, I agree with that. Um, so this isn't exactly pushing back so much as like adding onto it, but like the flip side of that coin though, as it is that no one is going to be honest for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So as much as that willingness to be, to invest in people holistically needs to come from the top, like they're also like relying on the people that they manage to be honest with them about what their limitations are right definitely i agree yeah and i mean that's something i can actually attest to because i am very much a person who i pretty much just let everything just keep adding up um in certain situations and work is one of those where i fake it until Mm. like things are okay but if things never become okay, then I get to a point where it just all boils over and I like just break down. Yeah. Um, and that I, I mean, honestly actually happened recently. It was like back in like October, I believe, where like I had a meeting uh, with somebody who was higher up than I am in the company. And uh, I basically just laid out all the things that I was frustrated with. And I like lost it in like this meeting like I didn't yell at them or anything like that but just like emotionally I just like let everything out 
um, after I got it done, they were like happy that I was able to share that, but they straight up told me, don't just let things bottle up to this point. Right. Like, we need you to come to us before that. And that's, honestly, I think that's the point that I'm getting to is we still at this point are a culture who we don't want to know your problems. And I don't know if that's necessarily a Midwestern thing or if that's everywhere sort of thing. I, I mean, I kind of know it's an everywhere thing um, of if somebody asks you how your day is, you always say it's good or it's okay. You never say like, oh, my day has been total crap. Right. Like I woke up this morning, my car didn't start. Somebody shot my foot. Like mm-hmm. just some, yeah. you never tell anybody the bad. Um, I think that's what I mean of just faking it and just putting on like an image of most of the time we do it. It's when we're not okay. Mm-hmm. And we don't yeah. ever share that. Yeah. And I think that is where that's a huge mm-hmm. problem that I, w- I would love to see it change, but it's going to take us being open and honest about that and being okay with it and being uncomfortable with that. Right. Um, as people, um, and cause I mean, for so long in my life, I faked it because I was like, Oh, I can, I can fake it until I get to a spot where I'm okay. Well, guess what? I never got to that spot. Mm-hmm. I was never okay. I ended up just losing it and like breaking right. down. Um, and that's what I like want to help people understand is like it's okay to not be okay. Like mm-hmm. we've all been there. Um, and don't be afraid to share that with people. And I'm not saying share it with Joe Schmo off the street. Mm-hmm. Like. Share it with people that you can trust, people who you're close to. Like there right. has there has to be somebody who you're close to. Be open and honest with that person. Don't fake it with that person. Definitely. And, and on the flip side of that too, have a little fun. Go out, somebody that you're close with, ask them how they're doing. Like you said, you'll probably get the response, I'm good. And then look at them and go, how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many times people then just open up and go, oh, you actually care. You're not just asking how I'm doing and passing and moving on. Yeah. You're, you genuinely want to know how I'm doing. Um, people open up. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was a time in my life where that was pretty consistent for me, where, where I was reaching out to friends and going, hey, how you doing? And I get back a text. Good. Yeah, sure. How are you really doing? Mm-hmm. And then I would just get this flood of here's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, somebody actually wants to listen. I think we all feel that. We all want somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. We we want to share that with people, but we don't know who we can trust. And so mm-hmm. if you can turn around and be that person and show that, no, I genuinely want to listen to you, mm-hmm. people are going to trust you. Right. Granted, that's a scary thought to then be listening to everybody's problems. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that takes like um, one of the things that's been kind of like a learning experience for me is that like it, it takes practice to actually like be present with people. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things that I think like just the you know the the way that like technology is sort of shift, shifting our attention in general as a culture and society is that like it, it, we're 
it's really difficult to be and difficult to be kind of like actually present with another person now Mm -hmm. or present in a situation that you're actually in and not have your attention like wander through the portal of your phone out Mm -hmm. into the world of you know (laughs) yeah and that's something too i mean just going back to mikey's podcast from a couple weeks ago of his story of i think it was mike scott who like plays the nba now but how he was trending on twitter back in a time where like it was really hard to like trend on twitter because it wasn't like every 30 seconds something new was going to be trending right um and yeah i feel like we've gotten to that point in culture where it's become very very hard to be present in a moment of we're always trying to look for the next thing because we want to in business in marketing terms we want to be in or everyone wants to be an early adapter they don't want to miss out uh it's like the fomo like the fear of missing out um like nobody wants to miss out on the next great thing and so we're all trying to always find it at all times and it's getting it's i mean it's not getting it's gotten to be very unhealthy as like a society in my opinion and it's weird like in so like because you you'd mentioned that i mean like i think there's good stuff that comes along with that too so that i'm not trying to just you know beat up on social media and technology just for the sake of doing it oh it's but. terrible <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to remember what the quote was uh something about a dumpster fire full of scum or something oh like yeah that. <sighs> but uh, it it's like anything i mean it's gonna it, it's gonna develop based on how we like discipline ourselves in mm-hmm. using it and as as much as i think it in a lot of good ways has been a tool for um amplifying voices that maybe other that really need it yeah the flip side of that Definitely. is that it, it i in some like weird ways it's harder to be honest now as well because mm-hmm. you're doing it to a much larger audience and there's yeah. always like the the more you expand that circle like there's always going to be some kind of kickback right yeah it comes back to again it's now you have a larger audience that you can and you can raise awareness more so towards things but by the same you know fact there you're you're also opening that up to a wider audience right and when you look at that idea of you're either 100 percent with me or you're against me cool if that you know is one thing against this person well now they're all fired up against you because Mm -hmm. they think you're just completely wrong and they're not going to listen to anything you say right Mm -hmm. yeah it it, it sucks i i mean i think a lot of people would say this like kind of and agree with it i don't know that we've actually figured out how to do it well yet but this idea of like unity and uniformity are not the same thing yes and love that and I'm pretty sure I stole that from somebody. P.S. So yeah, you, there's you no are, way you could have come up with something no, that good. That's not a me <laughs> thing. Anyway, the like you guys were kind of talking about earlier, getting it, it takes practice and intentionality really to be able to disagree with somebody and still not like let that destroy relationship with them right 
and that and when i say relationship i that i mean that sounds like a I, for me anyway i hear that and go immediately to like oh like an actual like friendship deeper relationship when i that i mean you have relationships with strangers too this mm-hmm. is right. like all yeah. I, I mean that at all levels of relationship where it's like whether this is somebody you just met or not like mm-hmm. there's still i i would say like value in maintaining and investing in that relationship at whatever level it's at even with like points of contention there or or areas of disagreement Mm -hmm. not always but more often than not yeah and i feel like i i'm just gonna i mean it goes off what you said but i feel like for lack of better terms i feel like i play devil's advocate a lot in things of there's definitely been a lot of times where I have argued a point with somebody or like tried to have a discussion with somebody with a point that is like they're making a point that I actually agree with their point, but I'm arguing the totally other side because I just want to see one, like why they think that way. But two, I just want to, I want to not necessarily get a reaction, but I want to see like how they react to that. Like I want to have a discussion because I think it helps everybody involved. Um, like I've had times where I've done that where I've had like teachers cause this happened like in a class once where I brought up a point, a counterpoint to somebody's point and the teacher after class came up to me and they go, you didn't actually believe what you were arguing. Did you? And I was like, no, I was like, but I've researched it enough that like, I knew both sides of it. I just wanted to see what everybody else thought because I genuinely wanted to like get something out of it. Um, and I think that is something really important too. Like we, we need to be willing to learn and like need to be willing to be wrong and be willing to accept other people's viewpoints, I guess. For lack of a better term. Right. Would you guys say, like, and this is maybe a rabbit trail, but just, like, and I'm kind of zeroing in just on, like, the United States, I guess, as a society. Like, do you guys still think there's, like, a, a larger unifying purpose that we're all going after in different ways? Or maybe that's never been the case, but, like, what do you think about that? To be honest, from a historical perspective, I think, yes, we are all, in essence, trying to work towards the same thing. We're working towards a better future. Yes. That is what we're working towards. We just can't agree on what that future looks like. Exactly. And we can't agree on how it is best to get there. Um but I think the overwhelming majority of people in the United States want certain things to be better, like ways of life, um, like eliminate poverty, uh, like help the marginalized, things like that. Um, but the way we go about them is so polar opposite that we, it's not that we can't find middle ground. It's that there's the voices you hear 
on social media, on news media, are the voices from people who are either on the extreme right or the extreme left of the spectrum. You almost never hear of like a voice in the middle, which is honestly where I think most of the people fall is in the middle um, of issues like that. But and so it, it it leads to kind of what Corn was talking about about the tribalism thing. But it leads to people even in the middle because I I'm somebody who's in the middle. Um, but it leads to people who kind of feel lost in the middle, um, because they agree with some things from one side, they agree with some things from the other side, they see the commonality between both of them, that, hey, you guys are actually really kind of going about, like, looking for the same things, like, you want everyone to be treated the same, but you're going about it in two different avenues, but you also have these blinders on that doesn't allow you to see that what the other side wants is the same as what your side wants. You just can't understand that, if that makes sense. All right. So, yeah, so that discussion is going to be something we're going to dive into. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of great points next, that like, you brought up. Weeks. There's yeah, a lot there. That's its own podcast. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, and we want to be able to give that topic justice. Um and be able to actually do a service and dive into that deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a topic that we actually want to take time to research to make sure we're not saying things that just blatantly aren't true. Like we want Mm -hmm. to give you facts and give you the truth. Um, So we're actually going to go ahead and just wrap up for this week. Um, Real real quick though. I mean, I think like as an overarching, like, umbrella for a lot of because i think this is probably going to be like several different podcasts that are Mm -hmm. focusing on different you know contexts and areas in society but like that that idea of how do we all of us like help facilitate and intentionally invest in interaction that helps like promote honesty with each other Mm -hmm. as opposed to what's the word I guess that I'm looking for like fake yeah I mean yeah yeah Being, it, <laughs> it's a real hard word <laughs> man there's some poetry happening in here <laughs> um, <laughs> English yeah. lit major everyone he knows a lot of words <laughs> just not fake just not that one never came up i don't know what to tell you man i've never heard it's that never before. been in any book he's ever i read. have to take your word for it that that's what that's what i was going for no yeah but like actually kind of like promotes and allows for honesty with each other as opposed to like yeah being fake or, or putting mm-hmm. on a front that that maintains um a relationship without you know conflict i guess mm-hmm. is, is really yeah. the motivation behind that but anyway yeah so like you were saying i mean yeah i mean i think too to even summarize that is just be okay with having a discussion with somebody without getting offended yeah like mm-hmm. don't look for a way to get offended actually be open to have an open dialogue with somebody and be willing to take in their viewpoint even though it may be different than you i think that's important i think that Mm -hmm. truly is what we need to realize 
Yeah, and with that, I'd say, you know, asking people to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. r- you know, cool, you're doing good. How are you really doing? That mm-hmm. that kind of idea. Let people know that you're willing to let people be honest with you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that you aren't going to take it badly. Yeah. And recognizing realistically, you can't control what other people think or feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just not possible. And you exactly. can't control what they think about you. You can't control what they think about anything. It's right. like... I'm sorry that that is a lesson that we all have to learn <laughs> and probably several times. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I mean, something that we're still not learning. like I'm talking to myself as much as anybody, but yeah. Dang. If that's not just a great wrap up. I know I mean, that's wonderful. Uh, that might so, be the best wrap we've had in an episode. And we're just going to butcher it now. Which yeah, is fine. You know. <laughs> with, with our, and once again, hard transition beer. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to kick this thing off. I'll probably also close this thing out. Drink this beer when it's cold, between 30 and 36 degrees, honestly. Yes, it's 9%, so you're going to have to drink it quickly. You probably shouldn't for most beers like that because then you don't want to drink another one. But drink it quickly. And Um, cold. Yeah, and cold. As it warms up, I'm sure the other two can vouch for this at this point. Mm. Um, It tastes like cough syrup Yep. and not the good kind of cough syrup. The raspberry is back. But not in a good way. <laughs> With a vengeance. <laughs> Raspberry 2. Yeah, it's... Uh, Razzmatazz. It's not good. <laughs> and, like, I literally... I had to burp at one point. And so... And I did not want to because it tastes so bad. Oh, no. I did not want any of the flavor to come back. It does. I mean, the yeah, as it warms up, the, the raspberry element to this starts to taste a lot more artificial. So, yeah. again really pretty solid when it's cold i liked oh, it i loved it out. yeah it was, really it, was it was a contender for one of my favorites i think from what we've tried here mm-hmm. yeah when it was cold yeah keep it under 38 degrees yep. the yeah the the raspberry starts overpowering everything else and it does not it, it tastes pretty artificial yeah. it tastes like yep. you're drinking cough syrup side note on one of the future episodes, I will revisit this beer because I'm still gonna sit it, let it sit here because I still don't get much vanilla. Yeah, I'm not really. So I literally might anyway. put it next to our fireplace and let this thing really heat up. I know it's a bold move. Stick uh, it on the stove, man. Soul. Let's do this. I, 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 I just want to taste the vanilla. Let's experiment. So I, just, I want it to heat up to where I can taste it. But I'm also very scared because as it's gotten warmer, it's gotten worse. But I'm wondering if there's a certain warmth in this that it actually gets better. Hmm. And I'm hoping there is. If not, you may not hear from me again because it might be that bad. But like you're gonna die. That's how bad. I mean, it it's is. pretty gross. <laughs> wow, warm. It's pretty gross. But yeah, I mean, like both of them said, cold. Absolutely. This wonderful. was in contention for that one spot for the beers we tried. I still wanted to put it ahead of, in my opinion, the Christmas pancakes beer or the uh, gingerbread beer. Both of those are like 1A and 1B. Um, I would have put this one fairly close. I still would have been behind those, but yep. cold, very, very, very good beer. Yes. Warm, very, very, very terrible beer. In, in keeping with Valentine's, much like relationships, this beer is best served cold. This is true. That, that, doesn't, makes make, that doesn't no make any sense. sense. <laughs> I was going to go with There's a deeper it's, meaning It's there. a very hard one way or the other. Either you're in a relationship or poor you on Valentine's Day is single. 
this yeah, beer okay, is great fine. one way or terrible the other. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, Jordan I'm, wanted I'm to read this on by the podcast, cold. but he didn't early. So well, wait, no, now. we we've decided we're gonna start making up commercials for corn to do on the podcast, so, oh, this, so we can start with I this. Yeah, to? yeah, go for it. All right. This Just week's give me a episode here to get it out of my koozie. This week's episode is brought to you by Imperial Raspberry Raspberry Truffle. Take it away. Raspberry, cacao, and vanilla Imperial Porter. Ale with natural flavors added. Deliciously decadent. This Imperial Porter is infused with the rich flavors of chocolate, raspberry, and vanilla. A beer this smooth and silky ought to be a sit. Sometimes it feels good to be bad. Oh, man, if that didn't deserve some mood music, I don't know what does. (laughs) Ladies, this guy is single. And with that, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so with that, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will again, we will dive deeper into whether or not we think that the United States as a whole is kind of fighting for one goal. Um, and I think I'm gonna try to sneak in whether or not all of society is working towards one goal, and not just the U.S. society, but also like globally. Hmm. Um, but that itself might be a whole other podcast. Uh, so, yeah. But thanks for tuning in this week. Yeah. And we, just before we fully wrap up here, with that episode coming up, I, I want to warn it, it might feel divisive. Please give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen through. Yeah. Listen with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, with that, thanks for listening. Um, again, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to shoot us an email. Beers you want us to try, topics you want. Yeah, beers, whiskeys, topics, anything. Almost especially if you disagree with us. Like, I'm kind of hoping to have some of that just so that I I think we'd like to talk about. I'm kind of hoping we disagree with each other, and I'm sure we will in some Eventually. It's bound to happen. Maybe in the next couple of weeks. I want to see some fight now. It's full on brawl here. (laughs) This ending keeps getting longer and longer, so we apologize. But yeah, so with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, try this beer, but try it cold.